everybody. Welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Monday, November 27th, 2023. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host as always, Brian Cruz. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving, had a great time, ate some turkey, hung out with some friends and some family, and just had a blast because... Uh, I know most of us did, at least hopefully most of us did, because it goes by way too fast. It really does. But we're back here. Uh, sorry we're off on Friday. Took a little downtime, a little R&R. But I'm so happy to be back here on Monday. And, of course, I am back with uh, my, I'm going to say it, my lovely co-host. Ooh, that's nice. Mr. Mike Casey. Mike, welcome back to Cruise Control. How you doing tonight, Mike? That That's an upgrade. I I, I, <laughs> I kind of balk at the, the intellectual of the show. I don't know if I agree with that, but I am lovely. So thank you for acknowledging that, Brian. Uh, it's great You're to be lovely. here. It's great you to be here on well. a Monday. Uh, we, we got we got great guests. So I'm excited. Um, yeah. Hey, hey GR. Hey, Queen in the chat. Love, love to have you guys here. Hey, Ty. You good Thanksgiving, Mike? Uh, I did. I did. It was interesting. I didn't eat any turkey. I don't eat any turkey on Thanksgiving. It's a dry bird, a trash bird. Kind of. <laughs> I don't have good ter- turkey ever, really. So I just gave up on it. Because I want that dry trash bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trash bird. Well, I'm happy you had a good time, though, still. I had a little turkey, too. It was, it was a bit too too moist for me sometimes. You go too out to a moist. restaurant and just too, it's, sometimes it's too moist. Really? So I'm saying. Any, anyways, also back on cruise control, everybody. Our friend in yours, You're Mr. Canceled. Ronald Todd Woodward. Ron, how you doing, man? How's your holidays? How you been? Welcome back to cruise control. I'm doing great. I hate the word moist. <laughs> <laughs> I know most people do. <laughs> I decided I'm like, oh, Sabrina be shaking right now if she heard me. She'd be pissed. <laughs> like, Brian, stop. Stop right now. How was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> it was nice. It was quiet. Maybe a little too quiet. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what happens, too. I, I feel you. I, my, that was pretty quiet, too, Ron. Sometimes they need that once in a while, right? The whole hoopla and the over-the-top stuff can be a lot. But it, it is fun to be with family and friends if you can. But it also is good to take some downtime. Very so, true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And everybody in the chat, I see a bunch of people. Queen, GR, uh, you two drinking already? I don't know who he's talking about. What are you talking about, GR? Because I said moist. Calm down. Calm down. But fun. also joining us back on Cruise Control, everybody, our friend over there at IPA Sessions Podcast, the host and creator of it all, Mr. K. Jacob. Welcome back to Cruise Control. How you doing, Jacob? Hey. Thank you. Happy to be back. I love being here. It's fun. Uh, And I agree with Mike. It's, uh, yeah, I don't care for that trash bird. It's all about that fat, succulent, juicy ham. That's where I'm at. I'm still still working off my meal. It was fantastic. Oh, well, Uh, you had had some good food then. It's good ham. Oh, it's good ham. I made it myself. I used mama's recipe. It was great. Yeah. Nice. I'm I'm getting better. I can cook a little bit. Hey man, we're adults, right? We're adults. We're making making dreams come true. That's what it is, right? right. Yeah, I have to feed myself now. It's kind of fucked up, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, well, thank you for being here. I appreciate you being here too, joining us, uh, Jacob. It's just, yeah. it's been too long. It's been too long. You usually was uh, he was becoming a Monday thing once in a while, so I'm happy uh, to have him back on a Monday. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. Uh, you know, I had we had to take a little holiday break, or I had to take a little holiday break. So, you know, business is starting up because the strike is over. I saw that you guys covered that great job. Yep. Uh, we we single handedly ended the strike. Good, good job, Brian. Good job. Good work. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was actually in yet. Has it finally been voted? <laughs> it has not been. No, it has not been. And that whole thing over over week over the weekend. So they have until December fifth to actually vote. It's all digital this time. And. Okay. 
people are rolling out. There's a lot. There's a big movement to vote no. There's a pretty yeah. big movement, and uh, hey, so if much it doesn't so, feel right, don't vote for it. I feel you. I know. What's up? Yeah. Welcome back, Kato. Turkey is actually quite healthy. Yeah, it is very healthy. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's the thing. If a lot that's of people the, don't that's like not the it, problem then... with Turkey, it's not its health aspects. <laughs> But the contract, yeah. though, Mike, the like contract healthy. is like people are upset about some of the AI stuff. There still mm -hmm. says like simulated performer as opposed to actual human actor. There's nothing like that. So they actually released the whole contract on Friday, all like 128 pages. So we can actually sit down and read it. Everybody can be <laughs> three, completely three informed. Three weeks later, three weeks later, they released the contract to look over. <laughs> OK, I can see why people, some people are like, I don't feel comfortable voting for this. That's about right. <laughs> And people have already been voting. That's the thing, too. So, I mean, we'll have to wait to see. Now, December 5th isn't that far away. So we are going back to work. Everybody is all gears. Everything is moving forward. But honestly, it could all come crashing down if the uh, if the membership say, hey, we don't want this. Well, IPA wow. still stands with SAG. So we'll see which way it goes. I'll be there yeah. for you guys. I'm, I'm torn about it. I got to tell you, I'm torn about it, everybody. I kind of am back and forth when I'm going to vote. But uh, some days hey, I say no. If you take a break and get yes. it done right get it done right don't yep. don't let it go because look what happened the last time that nothing was handled right and if you miss this opportunity it's just going to be the same bullshit again and again you've been uh -huh. through it too many times brian you know what i'm talking about so i Damn understand how frustrating stupid. it can be but like if you guys don't feel comfortable voting for it don't fucking vote for it fight yeah. for what you need to fight for Right, as Ryan says, he's seeing more people out there in the chat to being like, vote no and don't vote yes. So, I mean, yeah, we're already broke. Continue the strike. I don't give a fuck. I'm already broke. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what are you going to do? Is, make me more broke? Oh, no. What are you going to take from you now? Yeah. Yeah, there's not much to take, really. But I mean, much if it does go through, we'll find out very soon. But again, We'll wait to hear about that. We'll hear about that in another week. But there is other stuff we got to talk about today, everybody, because there is always some breaking news. Come Woo! on. The very first thing I want to talk about is the Karate Kid again. We talked about this on Friday. If you didn't see it on Friday, or no, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. My days are all messed up because of the holiday. But on Wednesday, we talked about this, that Karate Kid is coming back for a crossover movie. That's right. Crossover movie. Yeah. 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 Freaking Jackie Chan in here. You got Ralph Macchio coming together, the new Karate Kid. Well, they've had a, a whole search looking for the next Karate Kid out there right now, looking for the next person to lead this franchise in the future. It's going to start shooting in March, hopefully be done by June. This is happening right away. And they put this out and 10,000 people applied at Sony to be like, I want to be the next Karate Kid, which is Amazing. 10,000, of course, in the US, UK, Canada, India, Australia, Singapore, Finland, Sweden, and South Africa is where they started putting this out. And they're looking for someone to play 17 years old, Chinese or mixed race that can come in and be the next Karate Kid. And I uh, want we'll to see what happens because honestly, I'm excited about this. This could be really cool. Karate Kid, I love it. And, you know, a crossover event, make that shit happen. I, was, uh, I wasn't as surprised to hear about this as I was to hear about the streaker at Disneyland because there was a streaker. And it's a small world after all, everybody. He was running around there. Apparently, he must have like heard How about the Karate Kid thing. <laughs> uh, you, you made it there first, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but he probably heard about the Karate Kid thing. He's like, I'm gonna start doing martial arts right now. The small world. But he probably jumped off the ride, took off his clothes. Here's a picture of him right now, just sitting there next to some statues. And then after that, he took everything off, let the full Monty out there, and that's when they actually found him. And they shut him down and took him off the ride and shut the ride down because of the whole thing. Because you can't be naked. And it's a small world after all. Like as Kay Jacobs said, it's probably the worst ride to actually do that on. So <laughs> if, he's if he <laughs> the children he's because uh, of all the children that's what makes it bad yeah, right? yeah. yes uh, th he's that's the problem now 
It's it's all the children. He's a sexual offender. And yep. Tiffany Haddish, it's also getting another DUI because I heard <laughs> this and I was like, <laughs> Woo, Tiffany Haddish falling asleep. She was doing a comedy show at the, at the Laugh Factory and she went to her car. Apparently the car was running for hours and she fell asleep in the driver's seat. And and you know how that goes. Cop knocks the window, bandy, that's a DUI. It doesn't matter if you're driving or not. And she said the reason why that this happened. Yeah, that's that's the thing. But but that but she even said, you know, she prayed to God to send her a man with a job, preferably somebody in uniform, and God answered her prayer, she said. It's not so. a bad joke. It's not a bad <laughs> it's, joke. It's, it's not a bad joke. But I feel bad for it's her second one, and you know what? It's just uh, you know, it'll probably be difficult. But she was joking about the next day. She was doing stand-up joking, so she'll be fine. But uh, you know, it's it's gotta be something tough to swallow. Just well, this like shit, this shit doesn't affect the wealthy doesn't but you know what does affect the wealthy sexual assault cases and that's True. what's happening right now a lot of them I and mean, i hear about these i feel like it's rapid fire i'm gonna go through them really fast because honestly there's a bunch over the weekend i'm like again these new york things going forward they had that statute came forward that said they can actually go for not not you know criminal but actual civil cases against people that are you know beyond the statute limitations well p diddy sean combs here uh he just settled some with his ex-girlfriend his ex-girlfriend cassandra ventura came forward about how she said that he was sex trafficking her, beating her up, putting, pushing her off to all of his friends to have sex with, recording her. He made her carry a gun in her purse and so that she would know that his his power, she said that he had over her. I mean, she was with him for years Whoa. though, years. And then, and then she finally left him. And at the point when she was leaving him too, she was dating somebody else. And he said he would blow that guy's car up if she actually left him for that guy. And that guy's car blew up. So I don't know if that's P Diddy or not, but I'm just putting oh that out gosh. there. So that happened, and then I got shut down. Now another girl came forward, and she said she was drugged by him back in 1991 where she was working at a chicken and waffles shop, and they apparently got together, and she said that they were going to go go out, and she got into his car, she got woozy, and she thought maybe that he drugged her or something because the next thing you know, he was on top of her, and she couldn't get him off, and it was she was raped, and she I, put that forward in 91. She, I don't understand. Yeah. If you have money, why are you drugging people? You have money. You don't well, need to drug she, women. We don't want to sure. That's you not what it's don't about. need to drug anyone. You have money. I don't think money. that's what it's about, Kay. Power. Yeah. It's about power. It's power. Yeah, you have money. Of course, you have money. You have power. <laughs> and this is all like, allegedly, though, too. We don't really know. But, you know, when you hear the reports building up like this, it makes you wonder if they're true or not. You know, it's like, it, but you never, we just don't know. These are going to go to court. And of course, the last one with Puff Daddy got worked out or Sean Combs, where he's going by Diddy, uh, got worked out. And then this one came forward away. Uh, yeah, Puff Daddy's got like multiple women that have come after him. So this new one, we'll see if it sticks, but that's going down too. Sounds like a villain. You're right. But somebody else that's being, you know, that's again, like charged as well is Axel Rose. And Axel Rose, again, I mean, we're going back in time, everybody. We're going, I believe, again, rock <laughs> rock and roll. Going back in time, there was a model apparently. She was at a club. She wanted to meet up with him. He's like, come back to my hotel room with another girl. They went there. She said she wanted to hook up with him. And uh, then she saw him aggressively having sex with the other girl. She tried to run away. The girl was screaming for help. She came back in. He apparently hit her over the head, dragged like a caveman to the bed and, and forced her to have sex. And what the fuck? Yep, so that's allegedly came forward as well. Lots of sexual assault today, guys. And then also, one more person for you, Jamie Foxx. A uh, girl came forward and said that Jamie Foxx restrained her too at a New York restaurant. Uh, 
again, felt her up. He said that she was at like a, it was a restaurant and she went over to say hi to him, said I'm a fan. And then he was apparently, she said he was intoxicated, apparently grabbed her, pinned her up against the wall, put his hands up and down her breasts, inside her pants, up and down. Uh, bodyguards let it happen. And then eventually he left her alone after feeling her everywhere and stuff like that. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of sexual assault allegations. We don't know if they're true or not. We'll have to wait and see because it just sounds bad for everybody. And I hope, I hope this isn't true, but if it is true, these people need fucking justice right now. Just like James Bond needs justice because we don't have a new movie and we get what? We get Road to a Million, which is not done well for Amazon. Right now, they were hoping for it to do great, but it's less than 2.7 million people watched it over it's all time right now. We were, we were complaining about like, you know, what Loki, Mike, about how like only 7 million people watched it this first week, but this has been out for weeks and only 2.7 million people watched it. So it's not I mean, a Bond movie, though. It's, it's a documentary. It's yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a um reality show. It's a reality show. So it's like uh you get to race to get to a million dollars. Yeah, a million pounds. One. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I saw that and I was like, I'm good. And I love James Bond, but I saw that. And I was like, I'm good. I don't want this show. I don't need it. Hey Jacob, <laughs> we just need to do another Bond movie and we need to get Christopher Nolan here, but he says he's not gonna do it. He says he's not gonna do it though. Which not drives me nuts. He, he should be doing this. He said, he said, sadly, no, 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 no truth of these rumors. There's no truth of these rumors, but I'd be thrilled to do it. But the strike's over. I'm happy we're getting back to work. And he said he will not do it. He's not directing the next Bond, even though the fans have been crying for him to do it for years. I think he should direct Tron Ares, which is starting back up, because I could see him doing a Tron movie. I think it'd be fucking awesome. But Tron Ares is coming back right now. They're finally going to start shooting. They're supposed to start in August. They got shut down for the strike. I could see him directing this. It'd be fucking cool. But you know what? Maybe, you know, he said he wants to be lighthearted. Maybe he can go direct that next Kim Kardashian movie that's coming out because that comedy is coming <laughs> at Netflix. They had a big pitch award. He said he wants to do something more lighthearted. So why don't you why don't you get out there and, and direct Kim Kardashian, Nolan? Maybe bring a great performance out of her. I, I, I doubt you can, but if anybody can do it, it could be you. It could be you. It could be you. Maybe you should direct the next exotic Jurassic Park coming out because I, I heard this too that the director coming forward about doing an exotic Jurassic Park about a, rat, a velociraptor marrying a human and then about how their marital troubles happen in their lives. And that's where we should go with this. It'd be a fun, dramatic movie about velociraptors and humans living together but you know he probably won't do that he'll probably do something like the rental family coming forward and this is this is brendan fraser's new movie about a guy who uh he's down on his luck he's an actor living in tokyo and he's hired by uh, he's hired out there by all these different people to be a living at their homes and i can see him doing more of that than doing anything else but i'll watch anything uh, with that man a lot he'd, of breaking he'd probably news make, he'd probably make more money doing that than acting at that at this point <laughs> i think everybody right. wants him in their house Mm -hmm. oh, Brendan Fraser? Yeah. yeah. Give, me the, give me the man. I won't watch anything out. that man makes. Anything. <laughs> he can just sit in a chair for an hour and I'll watch him. I just think that exotic Jurassic Park thing is insane. Like, I, this is just a thing that a director wants to do. Of course. It is what it is. Uh, it's probably not going to happen. But if you've there's the trailers for Saltburn, this was uh, Emerald Fennel came forward and said that she said she wanted to do this, and that's getting a lot of praise right now. I think the trailer is weird as shit, but uh, it, it might be it might be good. That that's her next project. I don't know, but I think they're just going to reboot Jurassic Park into what we know from Jurassic Park, and that'll probably be it. But love the chatter out here, everybody. Uh, Kato says understand the appeal of Jurassic Park films. Nah, I mean I love them. They're great. It's raptors, it's dinosaurs, it's humans. It's it. Come on, they're fun. They're fun, right? Dinosaur. Yeah. Dinosaurs. That's the appeal, right? <laughs> it's all the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, I say. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm excited about this. But but everybody, a lot of breaking news. And at this time, I want all of my great guests right here to have just a minute on the clock to give down what we like to call on this show. Hot takes! <laughs> Hot 
I think my system's being a little weird, everybody, being a little weird, being a little weird, but uh, I want to talk about some hot takes right now, because a lot of breaking news, a lot of stuff came down, and uh, I, I just don't even know where to begin with it all, and that's why this is my favorite time where I get to ask my guests what they think about it. I mean, we're talking about, like, crazy sexual assault cases coming for allegations, we got movies coming and going, we got an exotic Jurassic Park, potentially, we got a lot of content coming forward, and of course, everyone's got a minute on that clock to tell us what they think about this, so... I'm going to start with my my lovely co-host this evening, Mr. Oh, Mike yeah. Casey here. Oh, yeah. I want to see what Mike's hot <laughs> takes are on all these topics of the day. So, Mike, are you ready for your hot takes? 60 seconds is always too short, Brian. You don't I, get to go at I the always, same time. I always fail, but I can try. I'm going to try. I believe today, in you, Mike. And I can do we it. Believe I believe in, you. in myself. Here we go, Mike. Okay. In three, two, one. Hot takes. Uh, okay, Karate Kid. Uh, I submitted for that, actually. They haven't called me back. Um, <laughs> oh. I, saw, I saw a video of the streaker at Disney. It's a small world is right. Uh, hashtag small kings. Hashtag no body shaming. Hashtag love yourself. Uh, you, you beat that to me, K. Jacob. Um, uh, Brandon Fraser. I would rent him as my dad. Enough said. Uh, four, fifth wheel. Finally a scripted comedy for the Kardashians. Uh, oh, wait, their reality shows have been scripted since the Ray J video. Um, a Christopher Nolan Bond movie would be great. Uh, Tron Aries. I predict that we will get a young, youngified Jeff Bridges. Um, I'm all about that. Uh, 007 Road to a Million. I love Brian Cox. He's doing the money grab after his uh, succession fame. Uh, the ads were not that interesting. Uh, Tiffany Haddish, second DUI arrest. Not funny. You're lucky nobody got hurt. Drive. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I, the most importantly, an erotic Jurassic Park. <laughs> that was the one thing you want to talk about the most you said before, Mike. I know, I was trying to save it for the you end. Just, just when you think Jeff Goldblum couldn't get any sexier, gives a new <laughs> meaning to the term Dano DNA. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's pretty great, Mike. It's a genetic, a genetic material joke, Brian, if you, if you well, understand. It's, it... it's, it's kind of a deep cut. I don't know if you'd, you'd catch that. Got some sexy we all... amber in there. Fucking Lexi, why the hate? That's not a fail. Oh, That's a mega a success. You say it's a fail. Shame, Shame, you say Lexi. All right, all right. Keep Damn. keep bringing the heat. I'm. I'll I'll keep trying to be better. That's the fuel. Be better. My man. question is: can, can Ron beat you this time? Ron, what do you think? You can uh, show Mike how the hot takes are done today, or what? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Ron's hits hot takes in three, two, one. Hot Ron takes. Said. Karate Kid, I think that's amazing. It was such an instrumental film for a generation. Why not another generation? It's a small world, the streaker dude. Wow, that's just pathetic. Um, and now he's going to pay for that the rest of his life. Uh, Tiffany Haddish, yeah. Second DUI, not funny. Jokes, no, not funny. Um, the sexual assault allegations, wow, it's Me Too 2024 now, or it will be 2024, which is crazy. Um, Road to a Million fails. Um, okay. Uh, Christopher Nolan <laughs> not directing the next Bond. That's disappointing. I like Christopher Nolan. Uh, I think we've talked about him in the past. Um, Tron Aries, that sounds fantastic. Yes, a young Jeff Bridges would be great. Um, Kardashian, comedy bidding. Do you know there are five studios bidding for this thing? It's just ridiculous what they what they do, the power they have. Crazy. Uh, Jurassic Park, erotic, that's ridiculous. And Brendan <laughs> Fraser, I'm so 
happy for his second chance. It's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. 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 Ron got it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, des you deserve it. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I'm excited for Brendan Fraser too. coming back his renaissance right now in his career. Right, Ron? He's getting this opportunity to just like kick ass again. And I yeah. think the doors is going to open up any kind of production he wants in the future. I think it's going to be great. Uh, you, oh, oh, Queen doesn't think that Nolan would be a good, a good fit for, uh, for Bond. What do you think about that, Ron? I uh, respectfully disagree. I do. <laughs> I think he'd be great. People have been crying for it, but Queen, you're right. I mean, maybe this is not going to be the fit for him right now. He wants to do something more lighthearted. Bond's lighthearted-ish. Maybe right I mean, now. You're right. Right. He's got right such now. a vi visual stylistic thing that seems like it would match with the new direction. I think it'd be great. And then you could bring in like his own, his own person to be Bond. I don't know. It could be fun. I think it'd be a good thing, but some people might not agree too, and that's fine. Uh, King Jacob, what do you think about yeah. this? You ready for your hot takes? Let's do it. I'm ready. I'll do a real hot takes this time. Real hot takes. I want to see some real hot takes. I'll cover them all. Okay. All right. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Okay. Hey, Jacob's hot takes in three, two, one. Hot takes. All right. Karate Kid. Thank God it's not a remake. I'll take it. Uh, the Streaker. Yeah, it's definitely a small world, but, you know, Mike Casey said it best. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, DUI charge. Quit fucking drinking and driving or, you know, falling asleep in your car with your keys in the ignition. Sexual assault allegations. I think it's time to quote Bob Barker and say, please spay and neuter your fucking rock stars. Uh, <laughs> a million. I do not give a shit. I want another Bond movie. And speaking of another Bond movie, I'm not that disappointed about Nolan. I just want a guy Richie Bond. Where's my guy Richie Bond? Ooh. Tron, I'm happy for you, Brian. That's all I have to say. Congrats for Tron. Kim Kardashian, yeah. don't give a flying fuck. Never did. Uh, erotic Jurassic Park brings a whole new meaning to boners. And Brendan Fraser can talk <laughs> me as well. <laughs> and he's still got 13 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck yeah. What do you got to pitch in that? Nine seconds. Nine seconds uh, you got. Guy Ritchie Bond. Let's do it. I mean, think about yes. it. It's Guy Ritchie and James Bond movies. He's like the king of heist films. You can apply that to Bond. <laughs> I I could totally. I didn't think about Guy Ritchie before. He'd be fucking great. Right? I love that. would be great. It's perfect. This is the world we're in right now where we get to think about this. All these different directors that have this opportunity, I think they need to just like cash in on them and bring somebody good in for Bond. Make Bond fucking great and stop trying to do reality shows, honestly. I, it's, it's just enough. It didn't work out didn't, for them. They tried. Fuck Squid Games, fuck Millionaire Bond. Like, I don't want, I just want more of the show or the film. I don't need them to take a show or a film and turn it into a reality. Like, I don't care for that kind of competition. If I wanted competition, I'll go watch reruns of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm fucked. Or I mean, go watch the 30 year run of MTV's challenge or whatever the fuck it's called. How, how are they going to have lunch boxes if they never have the reality show, KJ? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. KJ. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, lovely hot takes. We got through them. It was a lot of fun. I, it was actually a lot of fun. So uh, right. we have a lot to talk about today, everybody. So now it's time to get into it. So the very first thing that I want to get into tonight is I want to talk about hmm, another remake coming. Remake, reboot, redo, let's make it happen all over again for the next time and for the future audience. And that is a remake of People Under the Stairs. Now, 
I, I, I remember seeing the people under the stairs. I watched trailer today and I laughed my ass off. <laughs> I mean, it's again, if you think about it, if you go back in time with this production, like you got a great cast. You got Vin Rain in here. You got Jordan Peele producing the new one. He's creating this. So you have his monster universe. That he'll be bringing his suspense universe using his monkey paw productions to make this move forward. No director attached yet. But if you're going back to a Wes Craven production, I mean, that's huge. It's a huge name attached to a movie. It did pretty well at times. But nowadays, we're taking that movie, we're throwing in today's world, and I feel like Bloomhouse would have been great for this production, but I do like his Monkey Pro productions. I feel like it was more suspense, so I feel like if we're going to go, like, for Wes Craven, maybe we do Bloomhouse. But anyways, regardless of, you know what this is about? It's about a, follows a boy and a couple of robbers who get trapped inside a house they're trying to rob, okay? Soon, though, ill-gotten gains are the last thing on their mind after they discover a large group of scary-looking cannibal kids hiding in the house who have some terrible secrets of their own. Um, but yeah, so they're going to take this movie, Jordan Peele is going to make it into something new and with his own production company. Do we want to see it? Do we love this? Do we hate this? I saw Justin in the chat saying it's a great movie. Leave it alone. Lexi going, Brian, I don't know what she's saying about this, but uh, Hi, I'm going to go to Kate go Jacob first because I guarantee he has seen this movie. So Kate Jacob, I know you've seen it. So like, we can just go past that shit. We're, we're past that bread and butter. What do you think about this? Is it going to be a good movie? Is it, does it make sense to reboot it? Do you want to see a remake? Do you agree with Justin? They should leave this shit alone. Or are you fucking dancing right now? Cause you're so excited to hear this news. I was actually raising my hand so I can go first. So thanks for calling on me. Teach. <laughs> uh, I love the original. Uh, the people under stairs is actually my third favorite movie of all time. Wow. It's my Damn. absolute third favorite film of all time. I absolutely love it. I adore it. And it's probably the greatest Wes Craven film ever made. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. It stands the test of time and it's really important to, uh, certain points of society. Uh, and the cool thing about it is, uh, with Jordan pill taking over, I have a bit of hope. If he does with this, what he did with Candyman, that was not a remake. It was a reboot, rebooting the world and continuing the story. I absolutely mm. loved what he did with Candyman. He was a producer on that. If he's a producer on this or directing it, I have faith that if he takes it in the same direction he took Candyman, that this will be very, very good. Because I would love to see a reboot, not a remake. I want more people on the stairs. Uh, I trust it in his hands to be able to deliver that. Uh, because like I said, what he did with Candyman was excellent. I felt like, all right, now we got a brand new Candyman. It, it, it keeps all of the lore. It keeps all the original films intact and it's a continuation. So give me a brand new people on the stairs. I want to see Roach come back. I want to see the fucking kids in the walls. I want to see daddy and mama go fucking psycho. Like I'm all about it. I'm here for it. If he takes it in that direction, if this is a remake, I'm going to be a little disappointed, but you know what? Fuck it. Take my money. Jordan Peele. They're, they're calling it, they're calling it a remake there. K Jacob. They're calling it a remake. So they call uh, it a remake too. They did. Yeah. And then it came out, it's like, this is not a remake. It's a reboot or a reimagining. Uh, yes. And that's how I like to look at it. Uh, I think remake is just, it's a shorthand for everything now, because I mean, let's face it, that's Hollywood. There's no fucking original idea. Like that's why we're on strike and we're all going to get back to work just to remake the same shit. Woo! That's, that's all it is. It's just, <laughs> I see all these interviews being like, it's just safe. That's what people say. And so that's why they, they want to just, they go into the past. What made money before? And something like this could be a, probably a pretty cheap budget in retrospect, I would think compared to uh, follow, a Disney follow production. The, follow the money. That's what we learned yeah. from the wire. Right? That's would be great. Yeah. Also, yeah. I, I think too, for, I'm not one to speak for black culture, but I do feel that 
that film for black culture is going to be well handled in Jordan Peele's hand than another white guy director. This is what, so if, if I can jump in here, uh, yeah, Mike, exercise, jump in. Exercising jump special, in. special co-host power. <laughs> That's how I was tag, <laughs> tagged in the intro, which just feels good. It feels good, Brian. So thank you. Uh, Kay, J- Kay Jacob, I, I haven't seen people under the stairs either. Oh, it's was, fantastic. Did it have, I mean, to, to me, some of the, really the best horror films that I enjoy have, I guess, kind of a social agenda or they try to reveal, reveal real life horrors. Yes. Um, and and maybe, get- maybe, maybe suggest ways out. Like you, so does, uh, does, um, did the original people under the stairs have any social program at all? Because I would imagine based on what we've seen from Jordan Peele in the past, that even if it didn't, he, he would he would find a message in there. Yes, it's a uh, in in a in this neighborhood that they that they live in is supposed to be in a black neighborhood that is uh, owned by this couple that's a white rich couple and they give this facade of like that family friendly fifties like uh, happy go lucky mm-hmm. like we're, we got money so they they talk shit they look down they they're not racist in how they speak but it's those undertones where it's like you're saying something really sure, racist. Sure. But it's not like blatant. Uh, and and as the movie progresses, you have this uh, kid and his friends, they go to rob them because they're like, I hear they got money. That's old money. It's hiding out in this house. And that's when they get into the house. They realize this house is kind of like it's a H.H. Holmes house. It's a fucking trap door. Oh, There's all no. kinds of shit going on. And like they're being trapped in this house and trying to escape. And at the same time trying to escape, there's this little girl and they're like, oh, snap. She's a victim. She's not like a daughter. Like she's not their actual child. Like they fucking torture this girl. And like when these kids get out of line. No, no, spo- you know, no they, spoilers. They, I'm, I'm getting know, in there it's now. A like, it's a 40 year old movie. I know, man. but it's, it it's like guys, American it's Horror guys, Story. So many people in the, Listen, in the, the chat the, and the people you, under like, the stairs. They're not movie, people. So they're children. The people going under the stairs right, are children that have I'm grown up. I'm going right to watch this. Like, please go watch. I'll it, watch it this week. Like, <laughs> you guys, you guys say it's so good. It's a great Thanksgiving holiday film. It's it's for all Thanksgiving. It's a really wonderful because it it gives you something to be thankful for by the time it's over. I've not done a great job of really putting it out there in special like in the proper treatment it deserves because i just get so excited and i forget my words but it is a really well done film there's a lot of uh, social commentary in it uh the story has great suspense it has it it's it came out in the 90s and it did something different i mean it is scary but it's not what you're expecting and it it has these nice little twists and turns it has uh, a great a great approach to being like are these monsters are these zombies what are these fucking things in the under the stairs what are these things in the wall and you find out over the progress of the film i'm listening who they are and it's really well done story uh and of course the cast is phenomenal i love the cast and the guy that plays uh daddy and the woman that plays mama they're fucking psychos and i love them they're fantastic they have some of the best scenes like just crazy it seems like it seems like a perfect fit for uh, for Jordan Peele, honestly, I see here that it was written by Ezra Daniels, who mm-hmm. did Doom Patrol and Night Sky. Yeah, Doom Patrol. Cool. Doom Patrol. Oh, great. Doom Patrol failed um, this last season, though. Doom Patrol. Like you saw the end of Doom Patrol, they failed bad. I mean, oh really? Oh really? It didn't really end. The well. end of it. Did people not like it. That sucks. I I watched the end Started of it. Strong, and though. <laughs> I was so excited about the end of Doom Patrol because it, it wasn't yeah. going to be released. Then it was released, and it's like a lot of filler. 
a whole musical episode for no no reason and then the the saddest ending ever for no reason too but i mean like what do you do i still enjoy that effectively i'm happy to see comics authors this guy has has a handful of eisner award nominations under his belt and if you guys if anybody knows anything about uh about comic books the eisner award is the is the academy award of comic books there's no greater honor um so he, I, I have high, I have high hopes because I love to see comic authors expanding into other medium, um, and I'm also it eager to see because well, and people upstairs has appeal. a lot of comedy in it. There's a lot of funny moments, and there's moments that are funny that shouldn't be funny, but you can't help but to laugh because you're either gonna laugh or freak the fuck out because you're like, this is unbelievable, and it really is <laughs> unbelievable. Jordan, Jordan Peele is definitely gonna bring a new twist to this even if even if it had social commentary he's gonna have a fresh take so i'm i'm really looking i'm gonna watch the original probably this week and i'll absolutely probably see this one in the theater yep and then it can become your third favorite film of all time too mike you'll love it i may i I, might become all our favorite film across the board all genres it is my third favorite film of all time across (laughs) the board that's, that's, that's some high that's some high stakes right there yeah. i mean i watch stakes. a lot of garbage so it's not really that high <laughs> <laughs> but ron you've you've heard about this movie i don't know if you've actually seen this movie before but what do you think about jordan peele taking another horror franchise or a horror movie like this that did very well and trying to put his own like you know footprint on it? maybe this would be a good thing from a good production moving forward then you give it some justice that I never had before I think exactly what you said. I, I do think he can bring something to it that wasn't there before, and, and probably something smarter. Um, and But I'll tell you this about the film. I don't think I saw it, but for years, I looked <laughs> through the stairs when there were open stairs if, for people, and it scared really? the shit out of me. The concept I, is terrifying. I the, the name, every the concept, I just, I, 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 it freaked me out for years as a child. Was, did you ever have any problems with stairs? Like, did a stair break on you ever? Anything like that when you were a kid? No, but th- if there's people under the stairs, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. That's why I, I never do... watched it, too. It sounded too scary. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like that. this, though, Ron. Can you imagine if that just started happening? You'd probably be like, got hard pass. Oh, my God, yeah. No, no thanks. See ya. So is this something you would watch, though, or no? Because of, of the stair dilemma, would you not watch this movie when it comes out? I don't think I'm interested. <laughs> Still scared. <laughs> I don't think yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's there's gonna be an audience. There's gonna be some people that will probably be very upset about it too because again, people are like and be like, "Why are we doing this?" That's always the thing. I saw Justin say, "Alexi kind of were saying it was the best one ever in the chat." Uh, Kate Jacobs saying too, third favorite movie ever. I mean, if that's what it is, it's gonna be hard to top that, isn't it? It's gonna be I hard mean, to be for fair. Jordan Peele. Quick, quick, my, quick, my, my hey, Jacob, because we're, we're going to have to get to the next topic. But you, okay. Justin okay. asked you in the chat. So quick, number one and number two. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, number one is Night of the Creeps. Number two is The Rules of Attraction. Not oh. typical choices. The, the Godfather is Scarface. These are films across the board. <laughs> Granted, my top three tend to be horror films. But mm-hmm. The Rules of Attraction is not horror. No. Oh. no it's not a fantastic at all. movie. Fantastic I love movie. Rules of Attraction. I love it. It, it made me want to make cinema. Well, there you go. You got Ron on board for that, but not this under the, the, the people under the stairs. I think uh, it's going to be a tough sell, I think. Then again, maybe he can make this niche something bigger with Jordan Peele's name attached I to so. it. I, I, ho- I mean, hopefully it's great. I hope it's great. I always hope the best for these kind of it's movies. Gonna there, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Hopefully it's going to be great. Can it be as great as Ozzy Osbourne's career, though? That's my question. Can it be as great as his career? I don't know if it can. I don't know if it can, but he, this man has fucking killed it for years. And a Black don't Sabbath. Don't be jealous of my moves. 
Yeah, fuck yeah, don't be jealous of Ozzy Osbourne. He's fucking killed it. But now, I, on a sad note, he came forward recently. He was talking to Rolling Stone UK about his life, his career, looking back at it all. And he has a positive aspect of life. You know, he was saying, I just want to go out there. Of course, he had probably his Parkinson's, had numerous surgeries in the past few years. It's one of those things where he can't even tour anymore. He came forward like, I don't think I can tour anymore because of the Parkinson's. I'm going to try. And he said, I, you know, I just want to be able to be well enough to do like one more show where I can say, hey, guys. Thanks so much for the life, for my life. Because again, it comes down to his fans that were there for him the whole time. But I'm not, he's not dead, but he's 74 years old and he's talking about how he thinks that he goes, I got about, yes, at best, he said, 10 years left. And he's coping with that being like, by the time he turned 84, he doesn't think he'll live much longer than that. And that's fucking crazy to hear. But when you have those kind of issues and you get older and the life of rock and roll that he's had, it's like, it's like, you're right. Everybody's getting older and time goes by so fucking fast. And he was looking at it going, I just don't know how much longer I can do this. I just don't know how much longer I'm going to last. And that sucks because this guy right here has had an amazing career and I love him. I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not a big fan of a lot of his songs, but I do love, I oh, love, come I mean, on, I, get in there. Black, black Sabbath. I'm going to say, I'm going to uh, say black Sabbath album. Like Mike, great from the jump, dude, Mike, there are some great, he's had a lot of great stuff, honestly, but there's some of the stuff where it's too, too hardcore for me. His last song, patient number You're nine, post, man. Came out, that shit is so, really cool. Okay, like, Mike. He, tell me how the, you feel about Ozzy Osbourne's career. Do you think he's got every? He's do you think that he's maybe jumping the gun a little bit? And do, you, do you think okay. he's got if more in his tank? If it's too heavy for you, the, uh, Black Sabbath has always been the the pop music of heavy metal. Him, him, Dio, frickin' his new guitarist Zach Wild. What uh, Tommy Iommi, the original guitarist who was using banjo strings, like. Yeah, it, it's, it's pop music. It's pop music, like with some distortion to it. Like I don't consider it heavy. Uh, as for Ozzy, um, you hit the the news. Isn't that Ozzy Osbourne has ten years to live? It's that Ozzy Osbourne made it to seventy four years old. Uh, right. Miracles I, do happen, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think the actual interesting thing is that he's throwing shade at the idea of performing in a wheelchair. He didn't like yeah. it when Phil Collins did it. Um, I think that there's probably ways to perform in a wheelchair. I'm not going to be ableist like that. I think that there, it is hard to sing sitting down. Um, so he's not used to it. He doesn't want to change up his thing. He doesn't want to do it. That's fine if that's his preference. Uh, but it could be great uh, when... Um, Marilyn Manson broke his foot uh, or his leg. I saw him on tour. He had this like wheelchair, motorized wheelchair thing, and it was all demonic, of course. Like it would remind <laughs> you from the, I don't know if you ever saw Roundhouse in, on Nickelodeon oh, yeah. in the 90s. Like they had that, they had that lazy, they had that lazy boy that you would move around with a joystick or whatever. It can be done. It was a trash show from Marilyn Manson, but. I don't know. You can't be. You can't be done. Great, great for you for still being alive, Ozzy. I know. My Mike, he was saying too. He goes, "All my drinking buddies are fucking dead." <laughs> He's of course like, they are. Of course they are. Because like seventy four is great for a rock star. My God. And he and he's like, how am I still here? But he's still kicking. And like, you know, and, and he was talking about Sharon too. Is telling him to stop smoking weeds because I kill him. He's like, he's like, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Uh, I think it's great the career he's had. I think we should honestly celebrate that. You're right. Like he's 74 years old, rock and roll that whole time. Ron, have you ever been a big fan of Black Sabbath or Ozzy Osbourne? Are you are you as shocked as Mike is that? Are you? I wish you more about celebratory of like where he's gotten now than worry about where he's gonna be in the future. Um, 
it's interesting. I was never a Black Sabbath fan, never an Ozzy fan until the reality show The Osbournes came out, and I yeah, saw them as a fa- I saw them as a family unit, and yeah. I had a lot of respect for him actually. Um, but and to hear him say he feels he has ten years left, I'm just surprised. Like Jacob said, that he's gotten this far because even in that reality show, I mean, he just was fragile. He was he was a, a a small piece of the man he used to be, and so that's been like fifteen years. Um, so he's you know he's still hanging on, and you know God bless him for that. He's got a family. Uh, his, his wife, she was just like the glue to that family, help, holding them together. Because I'm sure it wasn't easy being married to Ozzy Osbourne. Um, yeah, that's putting been. it mildly, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. But she made it through with all the cash and prizes also. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see it play out. I don't, I, I don't want to say, I don't think it'll be around for 10 years, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I guess we're having Parkinson's, though, too. I guess he just, he's not being too upset about it, though. He's just kind of being like, I'm trying to be realistic about my my life and my career. But I just think that, again, he looks like he's in positive spirits regardless. That's he's great. doing well, if you ask me, like, through all the surgeries, everything else he's had. So and the fact that he can joke about everything, he's joking with the Osbournes. He's like, there's no fucking way I'm doing another season of that show. I'm too old. But that would be actually probably great TV right now. It would. Uh, the bat diet helped him live longer. Thanks, Justin. Yeah. You're probably right. Maybe that yeah. was bat's blood. They're and actually, good, good for the into a vampire we had no idea all this time. Uh, hey, Jacob, are you a fan of Ozzy? Do you think that he is just being dramatic? Do you think that he, it's a time in his life where he does have to start thinking about that? And do you think he'll get on stage again? Uh, I, I have to give credit to Mike. It was Mike that actually said he's shocked he lived this long. And I'm shocked, too. I don't think the question is, uh, how does he have 10 more years? It's more like, how did he even past the last 10 years uh but he's the bloody fucking prince of darkness he's ozzy fucking osborne of course i like him he's great uh i love black sabbath uh i like some of his uh earlier albums that came out i love bark at the moon i mean the you know blizzard of oz all that shit is great it's very heavy metal like 80s heavy metal um it's not the shit that i was into but i mean it's ozzy osbourne you gotta show respect to the fucking prince of darkness and he's the prince of darkness so i wouldn't be surprised this man you know lives to be past 100 because i'm honestly shocked at this point it's like who's gonna go first him or keith richards like i mean where's he going at this at this point he's he's reached that level of you know, or or like uh, Willie Nelson, you know, it's just the resin holding him together at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also like what Ron said, too, you know, uh, watching that show when I was uh, in uh, middle school or high school when it came out and seeing him in the family unit, like as a dad, he's a cool fucking dad. Like he was really chill. He just hated when his dog yeah. would shit everywhere. He's like, there's shit everywhere. There's shit everywhere. There's shitting everywhere. Like that's the whole show. It's him just freaking out about dog shit. And, and to see him in this family it's unit great. and he has like little dogs, I'm expecting him to have like giant mastiffs. And it's like, yeah. no, he's got little fucking chihuahuas and, and little, you know, furry furry little snot balls and they just shit everywhere and he's just like there's shit everywhere sharon sharon there's shit everywhere (laughs) and they are still together i saw i think it was kato asked but they're still together they've been together for 40 some or i think it was like 40 some years something like that 46 i think you said or 44 but yeah so they're still together she is on a talk show she's been on a talk show multiple times i think i don't know if she's still on it was she on the talk before I know she's yeah she's gone now so but she was for a long time and you know she's great she's, they're all great personalities they're an awesome family all together and honestly 
the Prince of Darkness, as people are saying, maybe because he's the Prince of Darkness, maybe he will live forever. Maybe. And I think Rachel said in the chat, like, the key to living it forever and immortality <laughs> is loads of drugs and being a rock star. And that might be what it is, because look at him, still smiling and still going yeah. strong. And he's still joking about life, even though, like, you know, of course, we get older. That's what happens. You never know what's going to happen any day that goes by. But uh, Kato, uh, we'll that's be, a good joke, dude. <laughs> Does he suffer from bad eyesight? <laughs> Prince, of, Prince, of, Prince of Darkness, Sharon! <laughs> Sharon! Sharon! Well, you know, you got to be very careful when you're a rock star, but also when you're on set, because accidents do happen. Happens all the time. We talk about, yeah, people got to be fucking careful. I'm going to talk about some stunt accidents that have been happening, and some lawsuits may be coming forward. I group these together because these two things I heard about, I'm like, oh, Fast and the Furious, for one. Apparently, Fast and the Furious is being sued for $1 million, and they're going to actually settle, I guess, to their stuntman who suffered brain damage after an accident. And it's one of those things, the guy Joe Watts, he suffered a broken skull, guys. A broken skull <laughs> after falling eight meters onto concrete landing on his head in an accident during fast that and sucks. furious that nine. sucks really it, bad yeah and like what they were describing it's like every day on set it's like oh we were rushing we reset really fast we should have reset the pads when we did that we didn't we want to change the shot really quick we didn't check the harnesses and we just went and then the harness came off and the guy hit his head luckily he lived he's he's in a wheelchair but luckily he lived you know and and for him there's he's suing saying they should have taken more precautions but everybody knows that it goes on set sometimes just rushing, just trying to get the shot, running out of light. That's what happens, and and it shouldn't happen. We should be always thinking about safety. And as the stunt performer said, it should be more about safety first of the person doing it and not the shot. But unfortunately, it's not safety always. Last. We know the drill. Safety, safety, safety last. last. Yeah, Every same time. thing happened on Squid Game. Safety last. And in Squid Game, though, like all these people that were playing the new the new Squid Game, you guys have probably seen it on Netflix. Netflix right now uh, and all the contestants do a reality show but they we talked about this before they're going to be suing they're they're putting it together a case together because they got during the first red light green light apparently it was so cold in the UK they were suffering from hypothermia nerve damage and uh, and they're calling it trauma for the rest of their lives now of course and that happened and then Harry Potter I heard too on Harry Potter like Henry Radcliffe's uh, stunt guy died he got thrown against the wall and the strap came off and it it paralyzed him and that was a whole article that came out a couple Couple weeks ago so these things happen on set and i just put it out there everybody right now it's like we hear about these accidents we hear about people rushing we hear about like you know what we what we fight for when we're doing union contract negotiations I mean, at the end of the day though i think we forget that we're human beings doing a job and i feel like that overall we could be better at safety we could we could because ron you've been on set for a long time have you seen incidents like they were maybe you think they probably got to double check on that they could have done something more but they just over like push the boundaries because they want to make a day is that a normal thing that happens oh it's totally a normal thing that happens in fact one of the hottest a hot word on set is safety or it's not safe and so many times i would be talking to a producer saying we need to do this we need to do that we don't have time we don't have time yeah, but we need this. This is we don't have time. We don't have money. Always, like, always time it's for not safety. safe. It's not safe. And they're yeah. like, what do you need? It like yeah. shut it down. What do you need? I'm like, I need what I asked for. Um, and yeah, so and I see it happening all the time. And I will I have slowed things down intentionally so people could get their stuff done. There's a lot yeah. of stuff you're working with when or you were when you were on set, Ron. It's like very dangerous equipment at times, right? Oh, yeah. So someone yeah. could be injured very easily. And some of these setups and stuff, you're very involved with a lot of this. So, or you Absolutely. were. And uh, and you've seen people just be like, like you said, they just go, eh, it'll be okay. But right. 
people get hurt all the time on set. And it's like, do you think that these people have a lawsuit like the people on Squid Game? Or, I mean, the guy from, of course, from Fast and Furious, he's, he definitely had one. But do you think the Squid Game people have a case against the production? No, I, I grow a set on that one. It's just, no, come on. It's just, you know. <laughs> Um, the one you said it was a one million dollar lawsuit, though. Yeah, for uh, I'm surprised. For, uh, I'm surprised it's only one million dollars. Uh, I am kind of too. I'm right. very shocked, especially brain damage, and that guy's done for the rest of his life. Right. So I can't imagine him working again the way that they talk about his injuries. That Usually, that's a multi million dollar. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, they should be grateful to be working. A lot of stunts uh, are done on CGI. That, yes. In the Queen, there is that, but they, but they still do a lot of practical effects. Like I worked on a show before the before the uh, shutdown from the strikes, where they lit a guy on fire, and they've done that in years. My first time seeing, it. they still let him on fire and oh, had wow. him run across a field and jump in a pool. Coolest thing ever to see live, and they're very they were very <laughs> cautious about it. But someone get badly hurt. You can't you can't fuck around. Hey Jacob, do you think that this is going to change though in Hollywood? Do you think that safety will become a bigger thing? I mean, again, we've had things with the Alec Baldwin thing and the you know a lot of safety stuff coming out recently. Do you think that anything's going to change in the future, or will people still think about money more than safety moving forward? I am very glad that they're finally holding studios accountable. I've I've only been doing this for about ten years within the industry. Um, I've seen crazy shit that i'm like why is that happening how is that even a, an excuse to let happen um i'm gonna do a cheap plug too. go check out my ipa session with crystal martin who is a professional stunt woman um she talks about all the training stuntmen do not fuck around they take safety extremely serious yeah, it is nice. their number one goal when they are on set when it is a stunt shoot and the stuntmen are in charge you cannot get any safer however when it's not a stunt shoot and it's people filming a stunt segment and the stunt leaders are not involved, that's when things tend to slip under. And they're like, hey, we don't have time. Let's do this. Let's do this. Right. And they don't take safety into account. And a lot of these stuntmen, they're extremely talented. They're very smart with how they've done things. But anything can go wrong uh -huh. at any moment. It doesn't matter how safe you are. It doesn't matter if you're just doing a bit where you're jumping from a table onto the grass. Something can go horribly wrong. And that's why stuntmen do everything they can to be as extremely safe, to give entertainment to the masses and to give us those awesome fight sequences, to give us those awesome explosions, those awesome cars ramping off of cliffs, those stunt bikes. All that stuff is, is super cool. And they bust their ass and they put their life on the line. Mm -hmm. Uh, but their safety should always come first. Yeah. And I've seen absolutely not just within the stunt community. I have seen on set outside of the stunt community, like Ron was saying, there are moments where, for example, you have electricians on set, they have lighting, they have equipment, you have generators going rain starts to happen. It's just a drizzle. That's fine. But all of a sudden you see lightning or you hear the thunder and mm -hmm. you start realizing that this is getting closer and they do things like they shut things down when lightning strikes with a certain radius. I have been on productions where, Producers thought it wasn't a big deal. We need this take. We really need to get it now so we can finish our day. Go. And thank God we had an intelligent uh, gaffer 
who straight up shut the power down, yeah. had his guys that were up in the condors get out while they're all bitching and moaning to him. And he's like, go ahead, bitch me out. But that's the safety hotline who I just fucking called. So be mad at me that I had to shut production down. He took it upon himself to shut production down. It pissed everyone off on set. But you know what? He came back the next day with the job still intact and his crew still intact and yeah. nobody was hurt because he did the right thing. Yep. Okay, and okay, it's Jacob, very this, rare that you see that happen. This very is what rare. these professionals need to be empowered to do. It's absolutely critical. It, it, it's their job. And despite the pressures of the fact that you're spending tens of thousands of dollars on, on your shoot that day, like mm-hmm. I, I understand people putting pressure on, on everybody that's working to finish what what they're working on and i i think that that's where that uh that pressure kind of comes from but you you need you need these people and they're saying it in the chat too like that are they have to we have to drill it into their heads that they are empowered to say no and that there's not it's interesting i i actually really like this i wrote a lot when i was trying to figure out my response to this um it's power and control dynamics yep um so so we we need to make sure that people that are in the position to to shut that down feel empowered to shut it down to say no because this right ron what do you got well yeah i mean but so many people especially the ones in the position the the whole industry is so much based on fear you know yeah oh yeah even, even these people in the position are fearful that they're going to lose their job. Yeah, you're, and, you're not going to get hired back if you if you're not willing to cut it super close, right? Absolutely. That's and fucked. You have to, that's you so have to, fucked. That's so fucking fucked, man. <laughs> I'm going to let you stand on, on this set. shit. Sets you know? are dangerous. I'm I've sorry, had I've had uh, the 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 set the, like the whole set just going fucking crazy over stuff, and then I'll be doing something, and my boss will be yelling at me. The director will be yelling, and literally. I talk to my guys like this. I'm like, go ahead, bring in a ladder and bring it to the set over there and we'll get to that light above it. I, I'll slow everything down. And they'll, they're yelling and stuff and I'm like, mm, I got it, I got it. Yep. And because, uh, probably because I didn't care, but, um, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> I, don't need to, I don't need to run around frantic like that. And when you're running around frantic like that, you're not being safe, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when accidents yep. happen. People get hurt. Yes. I've uh, making trip. I'm sure me wires been hurt on set before too. Like I have, uh, I've been electrocuted. I have yeah. had my knee. I've had Damn. skin shaved off my knee uh, from stepping out of a truck. Simple things. And it's not anyone's fault. These are just sets are dangerous, and mm-hmm. you have to be aware. The electrocution was uh, nothing bad. It was like touching a dog wire, you know, like a, a wire fence for a dog. But like it was something was plugged in. It was raining, but there was no lightning, so generators were still going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the first to realize, like, hey, this hot box here, it, it's got a little juice on it that can put some reverb into the uh, charging station for walkies and I got shocked. I got the piss shocked out of me. It fucking hurt. (laughs) I was like fuck, don't touch that. And thankfully the electrician saw it was like, hey man, and he like shut everything down. It was not his fault or my fault. It was just we weren't aware. It was something that happened because these things can happen. And that was taking safety into account. And that was trying to be safe. It just, these things happen. Hmm? And so like ever since then, I'm always aware, like if I see something from what I've experienced, I let people know like, hey, man, maybe shut that down before you touch it. 
You know, hey, it's maybe also a numbers take game. that over there. Uh, you know, we have a system when, like Rama was saying, you guys carry ladders, you carry, you know, the rigging poles and stuff, and you're always yelling points, and you're trying to let people know, hey, points on set, and people don't want to listen. And it's like, you hear points, that means move out of the way, watch your face, because you're about to get smacked. So, like, there are protocols, and Absolutely. the crew, generally the crew follows these protocols, because yes. we give a shit if we live or die. Yes. We actually yeah. care. But Absolutely. upper heads, they'll Regardless get so the fucking does pissed. It. They'll get so fucking pissed. Yeah. And it's like, hey, man, that's someone's life you need to like take into account. Like, this is a production. And I work on TV shows. So, like, I'm not really making art here. Okay. Let's be honest. It's a fucking television show. I love to watch it's the still art. like everyone else. It's still art. There's still art there. There's still art there. All kinds of art. I, I, work, I work on formulaic TV shows. I but did when 35 working, years of worked, sitcoms. You know, and, and I love yeah. sitcoms. I fucking love sitcoms. They're great. Right. And, and I've worked this, on this features up. that are art, in my opinion, because they're really well done. And it's a, a director that actually comes in with the shooting script and knows what they're doing, unlike TV shows. Yes. Um, you know, it's there, there's yeah. a pattern mm-hmm. that you see. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, but the, the crew TV is always shows. safe. And unfortunately, it seems like producers don't really take that into account because they really are just thinking about money. And yep. to be fair to the producers, they're to a point where they also put themselves in danger. I have been on shows where a producer has been seriously injured. I have I have seen Look at the guy who like lost his happen. leg. Yep, that's the show I was talking about. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was it was bad, and that wasn't his fault. And I believe they did everything they could that day to be video, safe. Video it's village. Just, uh, it wasn't um, oh, wow. a stunt can go bad, and yeah. that's what happened. A stunt went bad, and a and car they, drifted into an area it shouldn't have. These things happen. That's also why you're supposed to clear out. And they try to tell everyone, like, you should really clear out. So moving forward, people are trying to be more aware of that with certain stunts that they're like, hey, let's learn from this experience. But then there are times like the gaffer who had to be like, no, I'm shutting production down because you're a fucking idiot. You should know better. That's lightning. This is electrical power. Shut it the fuck down. That's a gas generator. Shut it down. Kaboom. You know, kaboom. Like, that's not what you're filming. Sorry. What about that dude, Vic Moreau, on the Twilight Zone movie? His head was chopped off by a helicopter. helicopter. Oh, yeah, terrifying! It's not going bad. Yeah, you kids don't know about that stuff. But yeah, oh, I don't no. know. I oh, I'm familiar. I, I was on the Wikipedia That's... article about that like three weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, oh, there's yeah, a course. cursed films on Shutter. It's fantastic. They talk all about that crazy shit. Uh, yeah, Bro. and uh, John Landis, man, I'm really shocked by that. And uh, Steven Spielberg was there. I know for a fact he was there. I'm talking shit on your show. I don't care if your 700 <laughs> viewers hear me or not. Steven Spielberg oh, was Bur- there. Burning Bridges, he should Burning be Bridges is a long time, long time cruise control tradition. It's a thing on cruise control. It is. If we're not burning bridges, we report the news. Uh, but yeah, oh, overall though, it's, a, it's been a trend in Hollywood where people just like like to cut the corners here and there, and that's why these accidents happen now maybe not every time freak accidents happen sometimes productions are very safe but i still think that end of the day negotiations with these contracts are meaningful in a lot of ways stunts we're fighting for a lot in this one too protections go a long way and we need to keep these people safe they make some amazing art that a lot of actors can't do they step out and let that person take over and they kill it they destroy that scene the way they couldn't do it themselves and we can't lose that art i know cgi is very popular but there's something about, I know, I think Cato said about a guy jumping off a roof and like landing into like 50 boxes and he lives That's and great. he's fine. It looks beautiful. It's a thing. And it looks amazing. And we yeah. can't lose that art because of some hands full of assholes who are trying to save a buck. And then people are hurt because of it. Now, again, those people need to be taken care of. But I think that all these contracts, everything moving forward, they should be warning signs for what can come. And we need to take care of our people so we can keep making art and not sacrificing it because of assholes that all care about money. 
right? And one more thing too. Someone mentioned in the chat about Hong Kong cinema. Yes, it was extremely fucking dangerous, but they changed the formula and uh, Hollywood studios and Hong Kong cinema learned from all that shit and became more safety aware. But at the time, absolutely zero fucking safety. Uh, but that's yep. what changed perspectives because of Hong Great Kong Great that they cinema. changed it. Yeah. yeah, they need to change it. Well, hopefully they, everybody keeps learning for it uh, from yeah. all these situations, especially as we hear about more, more and more coming forward. It's like, I'm like, oh, I heard so many. I'm like, this is insane. We have to talk about this. That hopefully they fix it so that we hear about this less because we got to keep it safe. Time, it can look fantastic and everyone yeah. can be happy. Just take your yeah. time. Safety first. Take take your time. Yeah. Safety first, not money first, right? And it'll be worth it because you rush it, it looks like shit, and they never use it. That's the other thing. They never use the footage because they rush it. Never do. Never well, speaking that. about rushing your shit, I want to talk about Marvel a little bit because they always uh, rush their shit with special effects. But I want to talk about Taika Waititi because Taika Waititi's back in the news again because he said that, well, when it came to the Thor movies, eh, he was on a Smart List podcast talking about it and he said he really had no interest in joining the MCU. He had no interest in directing any kind of production for the MCU. He was doing very well with what he was doing uh, all of his independent productions and his acting directing he was having fun with that but he had a second kid and they called him up about thor and he's like well i gotta i gotta i gotta be able to buy that kid some food so i'm gonna i'm gonna do the thor movie so apparently it was all based off money for him that's what he said in his interview coming forward he says you know what i had no interest in doing one of those films it wasn't on my plan in my career as an you know as a director but i was poor and i just had a second child and i thought you know what this would be a great opportunity to uh, feed these children and thor he said let's face it it was probably the least popular franchise so shots fired at thor now he did say that he loves chris hemsworth he said he loves working for them now but overall he was like this really wasn't on my vision board for my career moving forward i never <laughs> saw this being my thing uh but you know what Still, Ragnarok, one of the best Marvel movies, I would say, and the best Thor movie. Now, Love and everybody, Thunder. Everybody eh, agrees with you. Not the best movie, Love and Thunder. It was it was all right. I enjoyed it. It was all right. But, well, I mean, but really? Love and Thunder? I like garbage films, Brian. What do you want from me? Um, I guess we've had that discussion for like the past hour or so. <laughs> but everything, everything he touches is great. Like Rachel said, I agree. He does great work. And honestly, even Love and Thunder still wasn't bad. It wasn't the best, but it still wasn't bad. It wasn't Ragnarok. But I still think that, I mean, I don't know why you say this now. Why do you say this now? Like, Ron... You you you've you know done two movies. I guess they they're talking about Thor five, and he's not coming back to direct it. So maybe that's why. But like, why be like, yeah, I never want to do this before. Because he has great relationships. Is that the best thing to do as a director moving forward? From somebody to be like, yeah, I I I want this for money. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> Be honest, Ron. Yeah, give it to us. Honesty that's, is the that's what it comes brand. down to. Is you know the money. It's just uh, yeah. I don't. I'm not surprised by that. I don't think there's going to be re repercussions for that. I just yeah. If they wanted him, they would have just been, they would probably just hire him again for another one, right? They wouldn't care, would they? Uh, they wouldn't care. Just like the Scream franchise really didn't care that Nev Campbell decided not to do it, which I thought was an atrocity because I think she owed it to her fans, but. You know, whatever that she could come back in the next one if she wanted to. I guarantee it. She'll always be my screen. You think she would? I don't think she would, um, unless she needs the money. Well, now that the I mean, new like screen movie, Cox came back. It's just like you know, it's that's true. You. But Ron, 
they lost two cast members from that new screen movie. You know, yes. Jenna Ortega walked away and her sister, they fired the sister from it. So may, you think that she would come back to that franchise now? They might oh, pay Jenna her Ortega walked away? Yeah, she walked away. She said yeah. because of the because of the strikes, she said she has to do she has to do a Wednesday, so she yeah. can't make it happen. So she literally was like, "I'm not doing this." And it was right after they had fired her sister from the, or her played her sister on the show. So I don't know if it had to do anything with that, but she said it was scheduling. So she's gone. So yeah, two of the big cast members are gone from the reboot. Wow. So she might never might have to come back. They might have to pay her like a truckload of money and bring her back. That's- that's all it is. That's all it is. There's a number that, that she would say yes to. That's all it and is. And we're back to the money, Ron. We're back to the money. <laughs> right? It is. It's the primary well, theme. Well, listen to the money. Listen to the money talks, right? So yep. I, I, I think that you're I think you're probably right though, Ron. Like Tyka, he's putting it out there now. He's joking. Smart list. It's a comedy podcast. They're having a good time. They're just joking around the whole time. So maybe he's putting that yeah, out there now. Picture, man. But to me, <laughs> hey, man, I found my pictures. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, but uh, I think for him, yeah, it was about the money. He, But, you know, he can move on do something else. Mike, do you think that Tyke will be okay? Are you shocked that it was about the money for him? Uh, am I shocked that it was about the money? No, not, not at all. Uh, well, let me start with saying, uh, hey, Cato, great. Your, your comic books, you're reading the extended universe stuff. I'm a, I'm about it. Uh, pop in if, uh, if Sean and I end up doing a separate podcast about that kind of stuff, which we're going to, we're um, developing that act- actively. We'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get that up on the Patreon. Uh, as special co-host, let me keep this very concise. <laughs> uh, okay. Taika YTT newsflash artist takes job to feed his kids. Okay, that's that's not shocking. Um, uh, he, he but he didn't he didn't want it, which meant he wasn't precious with the IP. He was just a talented precious. guy with no real attachment precious. to the project. Uh, this is the kind of mix up that comes with good art in comics and movies because he's he's not trying to optimize because he's fresh to the project um optimizing the project makes sense to every audience to tell every connecting storyline to be optimally marketable that's how you make a commodity uh, not a piece of art um and people are still looking for art in the theater and the the numbers ref- reflect that of, of the audience uh something that speaks to their human experience um i'm sure commercialism will kill art completely dead eventually uh, but we're not there yet. So no, Brian, I'm not surprised he took this job for the money. I- I'm happy he did though, because we gave power to somebody that didn't want power. And that's great. That's the best way to dish out power. I, I heard he was great on set too. I had some friends that I, one of my friends actually doubled for lady or uh, for what was her? What's, 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 uh, what's, what's the female Thor version name? Uh, it's not uh, I don't know. Who are you talking about? What, what, Mighty no, Thor. No, no, Mighty no, Thor no. is her name, right? Okay. Mighty Thor. He doubled for Mighty Thor, and she was like, he was phenomenal. He was like really cool to her. And you're right, Mike. You know, maybe sometimes the people that don't want the job should get the job more often, especially in a universe of Marvel and Disney where all they do is Mix worry about money. Mix it up. Money. I, think, I think I'm consistent with that. Like, I know I know the money has to follow the numbers, basically, but you, you need to breathe. Fresh air is is hard to quantify in numbers, I think. So pretty pretty soon though, the AI is getting really good. They'll be able to, to quantify that soon enough. 
eventually they'll just take over the world. That's what happens, right? <laughs> eventually, isn't that, isn't that how it's written everywhere? Right? They it's going to be over. great. It's good. We're going to love our overlord. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be. I'm so excited. Oh, here they come again. They're coming for me. <laughs> Anyway, speaking about money, speaking about Disney, speaking about Marvel, that kind of leads me to something that's been probably not good for them recently because their box office numbers have been not doing well. And now Wish came out, which is right up there forefront. We're getting an animated movie coming out. It's going to be the big thing. They make lots of money, but did it make lots of money? It did not. And that leads me to our feature story of the night. Come on, let's get this. Now, as we talked about, of course, Disney, 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 it's all about the money, money, listen to the money, all that, you know? So when it comes to them, though, they had Wish come out. So if you haven't heard of Wish, I'm, I guarantee you had to have heard of Wish. But Wish is their new animated movie, of course, Wish Upon a Star, Make Your Dreams Come True. We all know the whole, you know, the whole the whole spiel from Disney from back in the day. So they made this animated movie, Chris Pines in it too, playing Prince Charming. It was an animated musical fable that was going to make a lot of money for Disney because this year has kind of sucked. The one that's made the most money for them has been Guardians recently. Guardians, like really Guardians 3 made 845 million bucks. Everything else has been barely making its money, if not for them. I mean, Indiana Jones didn't do well. And I thought that was a good movie, but again, it didn't do well. People, I guess, didn't want to see it. Uh, look at the Marvels. Look at like the haunted mansion came out that was like a fart in the wind too i actually like that movie as well ant-man quantum mania i worked on that i love that movie didn't do as well as they wanted to make and then wish came out and this is the disney thing it's going to be a good thing for us this year and it made 30 million dollars 31.7 million dollars over five days of the, the thanksgiving weekend which usually 30 million bucks is a good opening thing you know 30 million bucks we hope they're probably hoping to make 150 million opening weekend they made 31 31.7 over five days and you know disney 200 million on production a lot of times 100 million on all of their marketing that's a staple for them of course this didn't cost that much but still animated it costs a lot of money you're paying a lot of animators all their animators have been fighting them it's been a big thing for disney everyone's been trash talking bob Iger online because of all of the strike stuff disney is in a spot right now where i feel like people just want to hate on them because they know the inner politics and they don't like it and they're and, and, they, and they did the best when they had the mcu with uh, the end game all that was when they were killing it and now everything they're spending the same amount of money and not making the return talking about cutting everything up at, at disney plus bob Iger, we talked about that cutting a bunch of productions there feature only focus on features so is disney in trouble that's the question today is disney in trouble we see something like wish which should be Wish upon a star, you know, that should be something that makes money for them and it's not run. Their formula has worked for years. Do you think Disney is finally in trouble and people are seeing them for who they really are? Or do you think that this is just a time because of the strikes, because of COVID stuff, people are not going to theaters like they used to still? How do you feel about this? Um, you know what? I think, and I think this is going to be for a while we're still in the backlash of the strikes. And like we talked about last week with publicity and stuff like that, it's just not happening. And this this is still part of that. It's only been a couple of weeks. Yeah. So that is part of it. But a $30 million opening for five days is not, that is not good. Um, I think the formula is tired. And I don't think Disney is keeping up with the times of things. Um, and I think that's the main problem. Is Disney going to be in trouble? 
I, they're not going to be in trouble. Um, they're not going to see things like they used to, but you know what? Most companies and people are not seeing things like they used to. So the fact that it's hitting Disney. Yeah. Do you think that Bob Iger is worried at all? Probably not. You don't think no, he has what, was, what was his, what was his bonus? 350? <laughs> he got 20 million before that was 20 million it was just i mean it was it was <laughs> absurd what he got and it's just is he worried now he does but you know yeah but his his job ron is to come in there and clean house and fix everything that's what they said he's he's coming in there because when they got rid of chapek that was a whole thing that disney right. was on the wrong track right we gotta bring the golden boy bob Iger, back and it's not i mean it takes time to fix something that's broken right it does but, people don't have time people don't want to have time you know it's like I've, i always was wondering why a, a a company would make all spend all this money to put out a, a show a series and then, and NBC was notorious for this. It, they'd air it three times. It didn't perform. Cut. Gone. Three times. That's an hour and a half of sitcom. It's like, how do you, how can anybody mesh? So it's just, and it's just way too cutthroat. Um, maybe this is going to slow things down. It, it might slow it down and they might look at things differently now from a production standpoint, how they're yes. going to make things, what they're going to spend. And yes. after like a whole year of like, it, I mean, again, they've lost a lot because of the strikes. They lost a lot because people are not going to theaters. People yes. are mad at them. People have been canceling Disney plus. Hence why they raise their rates. Oh, yeah. Just like Apple. Everybody's raising their rates. Hey, Jacob, do you think they're in trouble? Do you agree with Ron? They'll be okay at the end of the day. Or do you think that maybe Disney needs to start looking at their fan base and looking at their box office numbers and maybe change their game a little bit? Um, pass. <laughs> no. Uh, he's like, I'm going to work for Disney tomorrow, so I can't talk about this anymore. <laughs> That's actually about Disney no all day. burning bridges for KJ. Yeah, they roll. Yeah, I burn bridges all the time. I don't give a fuck about Disney. I've worked for Disney. Um, <clears throat> It's it's the same shit with everything that you see happening. Uh, they're no different than remakes. They're just trying to capitalize on stuff that is not successful, and they keep throwing money at it. You know, they're no different than Universal buying up the Exorcist franchise and failing horribly. They're just doing million it. bucks. Yeah, they're just doing it with their own franchise, and it's like I, I get the idea and the concept. It's clever, but like, where was the execution in it? And also. I don't feel that these big productions give things a chance. You know, like Ron was saying with sitcoms, you know, you have these three viewings and they're going, all the good shows out there, all the good films out there, they don't get that promotion time. They don't get the viewing time. They get put out there. It has a slow return and it gets shut down. But look at this 10, 15 years later, it's a cult smash. It's damn like right. tons of revenue in streaming and tons of revenue in physical form, uh, people buying copies of it. So, like, maybe give something a chance. Maybe wait a little bit. Also, here's a thought. Um, when you're doing an animation, maybe don't invest 200 fucking million dollars into it. <laughs> right? Just saying. And, and, and that's what it was. It, it literally was a $200 million budget for this animated movie. How, mu how much and, of that was spent on, uh, on prime Hollywood talent instead of voice actors that would have done a better job? Well, right there, Mike. Mike, Mike right there. You said it. 20 producers. And that's that's a that's a big problem too. It's like, also, you know where they failed? They hired the wrong Chris. They hired the wrong Chris. They needed Pratt. They needed Pratt. We know it's all about Pratt. No, keep him back. Keep him in the closet. That's the best part about this project is that the Chris they chose was not Pratt. It was not Pratt. That was their first hookup. Was they didn't hire the Pratt. They should have hired Pratt. 
I don't, and he's too busy being Garfield right now. That's he's, he's too busy being Garfield. He's too busy <laughs> dominating the voice acting world because people are tired of his face, but not his voice. Yeah, fuck that there. guy. Uh, How much can there. one man do? How much can he do? Like I said, he's Mario. He's Garfield. He's uh, he's not I mean, a, wish I feel like a star though. This is this is three, uh, three afternoons of work, Brian. I mean, come yeah, on, it's voice true. acting. Yeah, he's so, Mike. Look at the look at the voiceover world because again you're very much involved with that too working for Pocket FM. Uh, what do you think about this? Do you think that maybe Disney needs to look at their you know look at their paychecks and maybe we should start paying new voice talent to come forward as opposed to paying the big paychecks? Do you think that's their problem or do you think it's just across the board a managing problem why they're not doing that well? Uh, Brian. Or could be something else. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for the Pocket FM nod. I, I, do, <laughs> I, I am on a new project. I don't know the title of the project yet. I'm waiting for it, so I'll let you go, guys know once it gets started. If it's something I can nice. be proud of. If it's not something I can be proud of, then I'm going to hide in my clamshell. Deep I'm going back too, Mike. I'm going back too. They called uh, me. Which is which Link, is where, I, show where us, I go right? to. Right, which is where I am right now. Actually, <laughs> yep. that's why that explains the darkness behind me. Um, <laughs> you created. I, I wrote I wrote a damn, <laughs> damn article about about Wish like just because it's based on the Disney song when you were a star from Pinocchio which is crazy Dang. but it's full of all kinds of like traditional esoteric magical doctrine like which you know you know is is my shit I love to read old papyrus you guys know that stuff so I won't get into that what I will get into um, is a and. A review that I read from Wendy Eyed at the Observer in the UK. Okay, um, yeah, she her, knows her shit. Um, All right. Maybe that th this shit know. made sense to me. She said, "Disney celebrates its centenary with a grimly cynical marketing exercise, wrapped in a sparkly cloak of an escapist animated fairy tale." Um, and it, it's the it's the same Wrong issue, shit. like. Yeah, yeah, I, th I think that that's pretty savage. Like, yeah, she burned that bridge. Very savage, Mike. <laughs> you got, you gotta, you gotta give. Um, Burn him. Should be on cruise control. The hot take yeah, for the yeah. night is her. That's a, that's a great idea. You gotta give, you gotta give money to the talent. You gotta follow the talent, right? Yes. Not follow, not follow the money, like. Right. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how much we can, we can continue to say that, but like, it, it, it also. Yeah, I mean. Like, well, I, well, we continue to say it because they continue to do it. That's what they're, they've been doing. They just throw money at it instead of it's right. supposed to be fucking art. Like right. thirty million dollars would be a huge success if it was nineteen ninety seven. We're we're at, and we're also at a crisis they made thirty point, million dollars. They could have spent that easily on this fucking film. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah, Look at I, even I the exorcist point where the uh, where the culture is is getting sick of it and again I, I don't know how long this ron you might have insight into this like how long the cultural cycle is because clothes seem to redo it every like 20 22 25 years like maybe people like the commercialism thing and then get sick of the commercialism thing with some sort of regularity because based on this kind of stuff like I, I it seems like we're sick of just just the glamour like give us some human interest right Oh, I agree. I don't know any statistics is what you were, I think, originally asking me. Just, but yeah, I, just just thought, just thoughts, just perceptions, like how you, how you feel about that. Um, I agree with you. I was thinking of what I was going to say in my head, so I missed kind of the last of what you <laughs> no, were no, saying. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Go for go for go for what you were thinking. Um, 
Um, okay, dead air. Dinner, uh... Nope, all good. Um, the, there is, there's a certain familiarity with things like that. And people do, uh, especially in, in hard times, people love f- familiarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of what we were talking about a little bit earlier with spending money on talent, um, I think that's necessary because I think so many of our entertainment pictures and or animation runs on talent. People are going to flock to the theater to see Julia Roberts. They're not going to flock to the theater to see, you know, Julia Hempsdale. Uh, They're just not. So you almost are guaranteed something with that. So you have to pay for that. Um, I think it's the same with uh, voice actors in um, animation. You get, you you can hear people in the theater. They're like, oh my God, that's, that's so-and-so. Oh my God, that's so-and-so. Like they know that person. And so they feel a part of it. So I do think that's important. Um, yeah, it's just I don't think it's fair for voice actors because when I was um, looking into voice and I was taking voice classes, everything was going at that time. Everything was going to celebrities, and you would read copy, and it would be like read this like so and so, and it's just like, well, why don't you just get so and so? And that's what they do, you know. <laughs> um, so I've always give us your best Sam Jackson. Give us your best Christopher Walken. Give us your best. You know what I mean? They try to do that all the time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know. Well, so yeah. It's just, you know, it's just, issue, wild. I'm sorry, Brian, go ahead. No, you get in there, Kate Jacob. You tell well, them what's, say, up, what's I, I think up. another issue, yeah. and, and I, as much as I love, you know, shitting on the people who hire me, um, <laughs> I, uh, so I also smart. have to say, so smart, so smart, so I smart um, right? I still have to say, though, a lot of the responsibility comes down to the movie theater experience itself. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been to a movie recently, but for just one person, just to get in the door, uh, I paid for a matinee, for a fucking matinee at 11 in the morning to go see Killers of the Flower Moon, excellent movie, with my girlfriend for her birthday. I'm a great boyfriend. Um, For me and her both, I ended up paying $25 a piece for a fucking matinee. A matinee. I understand that the, the chairs are really cool and they recline and, you know, you get that comfortable room and, like, popcorn itself. to itself. I end up spending another 50 just to get two hot dogs, a big bucket of popcorn, and a fucking icy. Like, yeah. it's insane. It's so expensive. If my kid wants to watch Wish Upon the Star, we'll watch it here at the house because, A, he's going to want to run around with his clothes off and eat popcorn. <laughs> I can't do that at the movie theater, and I damn sure ain't paying 50 bucks can. for him to do that. I'll just do it here at the house where he's comfortable. And I can it's pause the movie so he can go to the bathroom and not miss it. Same for me. Like, it's just cheaper now and easier to just wait for it to hit streaming. And I guarantee you, a lot of these films that are failing, they're probably doing really well once they go to streaming. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know, no for point. example, Killers of the Flower Moon is doing really well for the theater. And I know as soon as it goes to Apple TV, it's going to do even better It'll because be better. they're marketing it right. And they're being mm-hmm. patient. And they're like, yeah, we know it's getting views and all this. It may not be super high up there, but it's doing well. Other movies are like that too, where it's like, yeah, it's not doing that great, but then they'll immediately release it on streaming and it'll skyrocket. It'll go right up because people are more comfortable and can actually afford to sit in their fucking living room and eat popcorn that they buy for like three bucks and, and drink all the soda they want from don't, their don't own pay house. Three, don't pay three bucks for home popcorn. Oh, it's, 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 it's Kirkland. It's like a box of 50 packages. Oh, okay, okay. Thank, thank yeah, you. Come on, man. I, that's <laughs> why at this point, that's why you have to, you have to go buy the movie passes you have to buy the regal amc pass ripoff they're yeah they are i mean honestly it's like 22 bucks a month and you have to spend so much 
they have to sign you up for three months going from there. Then after that, you can quit. So they lock you in for three months. Better buy it when you know there's a lot of movies it's coming out. Ridiculous. You're going to go see it. Ridiculous. Um, I, I mean, I do it for the show and I go, but I, I, I tell you what, there's a lot of months. They just get my 20 bucks for like nothing, you know, because I don't get them to see a movie. So it's a racket what it's become. They make their money on the on the is actual the, popcorn. The pricing, they're, they're closing theaters though, right? Is, is the yes. pricing, what is the pricing yes. model reflective of? Is it reflective of the fact that people aren't, people aren't going to the gone. theater? Regal like, bought so Arclight and Trim Notes. Squeeze it out of the few people that are still going. That sucks. Yeah, they're, uh, they're that massive. Sucks. Let's there's, bring back the movie massive experience. conglomerate. Uh, uh, film studios like AMC, Cinemark, and Regal that are taking over all these like Still affordable, low-budget movie theaters. Uh, yeah. Like you said, ArcLight. Uh, I know back home we uh, from Louisiana, we had other theaters that were like we used to have a dollar uh, dollar cinema, which was great. Like yeah. I went and saw in ni- in the in the '90s, I went with my dad a year later to see Anaconda because you know oh, things wow. used to come out yeah. a lot slow back in the day to DVD or video. Yeah. And so, like, I went and saw Anaconda for one dollar with my right. dad. And it was to this day the greatest film experience of my life. It was such a wonderful time. My dad yeah. probably in total spent ten dollars that day. That's including right. gas in the car, taking me for pizza, uh, eating popcorn nostalgia. at the theater, spending two hours so to watch good. fucking Anaconda, falling in love with Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube. It was fucking great. Like, I love nice that day. shit. That's I'm a nice day. fucking man. But like that experience, you don't see theaters like that. Like, there's no dollar. I'll settle at this point for a $10 cinema. I'll settle for that. And right. I'll go see a movie that's been out, and it can even still be streaming. I'll go see a movie that's been out for three months just because I can have the theater. I want the theater experience. I really do. That's, but I can't that's the thing. Like, no, I, I think experience. We're, we're at risk of losing, I think, what the actual medium is. And the actual media – I say actual. Like, that's a that's a no good Scotsman cognitive bias. Mm-hmm. Uh, but – or no Get true there, Mike. But – that Scotsman uh, bias. We we, uh, we want to see them in the theater. There's there's no interruptions. You've got this whole collective vibe of having being in a, a room full of people that are laughing or people that are crying. Like it affects the experience. It affects the even the annoying shit's still cool. Because like, you say, "Oh shit," and then someone laughs behind you, like you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it is there's, supposed there's to be. Bad, it's not a perfect, not a perfect medium but it's not you know when it even a mediocre theater experience and best when it's good like it's different it's not the same as all the distractions that you have on your couch yeah. right and and yeah. also when the movie trailers start it should just be movie trailers i don't want to sit through tv commercials you don't want to my movie starts like i don't need a AMC. commercial for fucking <laughs> great coupon when i'm about to watch a movie like you started i already watched the trailer for scream 7 why are you now showing me a fucking tv commercial for a honda kia like i don't fucking right. care I also don't I like that brand. Like, uh, fifteen trailers. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I know you're right, Ron. <laughs> like fifteen minutes before the movie starts, give me five solid, awesome trailers. If I'm at a horror movie, I want five solid red band trailers. Yeah, like that's all I need. You got fifteen minutes to get your shit and watch your movie, because in fifteen yeah. minutes that movie starts, and in, during that fifteen minutes, it's solid trailer action. No yeah. fucking car commercials. No fucking stupid like check out your iPhone commercial. And I'm not talking about like to shut your iPhones off and shut your cell phones off. No, I'm talking no. like actual commercials that I can go watch on TV. Yep. Like I see that shit, and, the, and it's thirty minutes. Yes. 30, it's thirty minutes. 30. Like my movie was supposed to start at eleven thirty. That bitch goes on at twelve oh five. That's, that's thirty five minutes. That's a long minutes. time. 
That's a long time. That's a long and then they have place. the theaters have their own commercials afterwards. I know Regal oh, yeah. plays the same commercial. AMC has the Nicole Kidman part two. You know what I mean? They have those. <laughs> and it's like, we don't want 35. I mean, that's yeah, like I don't a thing fight about. Like, that's too yeah. long for, I mean, I love trailers. I love them. I love them, but it's too long. Yeah. Like, let me know when a movie's going to start because I have no idea. Then they, you go to a matinee, they give you like 15. It fucks everything up because you expect 30. So, like, make it a standard and call it a day in theaters. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. But right now, Theaters have not been doing well. I don't want them to go out of business. I love them. I, I saw Cato say something about drive-in theaters. I love drive-in theaters. Drive -in theaters I wish we fantastic. had more of those. I thought they were going to come back after COVID. Well, COVID brought some of them back, which is great. But, you know, yeah. we don't have what we used to have when I wish we had more. But I think that overall, Disney has a problem that it comes down to they've been just worried about money for too long. They spend too much. They don't they don't pay their people enough. Sometimes Disney, sucks for how worried? much you spend. They, they're not worried. They're not worried. We're talking, but they're not worried, K. Jacob. Exactly. They're not worried. I know. Bob Eigner, Bob Eigner knew we were going to sign that fucking deal for the SAG thing. He's like, he didn't care. He's like, he wants us to go back to work and they'll find ways to exploit people. It happens every contract. I, that is what it is. That's the business. And they're always going to make their dollar at the end of the day. And we're always going to have a job, hopefully. And if we do and they make their dollar, they'll, they'll keep us around. If we stop making a dollar for them, they'll get rid of us. But until then, hopefully the business does not change. And hopefully we still get to work and hopefully that it's a generation where everybody, we can still go to theaters, have a good time, have that communicative uh, experience, and we just enjoy cinema, and it doesn't go to the wayside of AI. But overall, I have no idea what the future will bring. I just know Disney needs to figure their shit out. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, everybody. Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for being on Cruise Control tonight. Appreciate you all for being here. Happy Monday. It's been a great show. We want to, you know, we're a little bit over. We know Mondays are usually tighter, so we try to lock it up a little bit. As Mike says, lock it up. Uh, lock but, up. you know, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Uh, hey, Jacob, before we go, I know you changed your format for IPA sessions. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with you right now, because I know you're, you're changing up. I appreciate you being <laughs> here, by the way. But yeah, here's some spoilers, because you're on Cruise Control. All we do is talk spoilers. I mean, I'm going to hold back. So, tell <laughs> Tell the world about your show, IPA Sessions Podcast. What's going on with you now? Uh, first and foremost, thank you so much, Brian. Thank you, Ronald. And thank you to the lovely, beautiful co-host, Mike Casey. Oh, lovely. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you guys bringing me in. Uh, yeah, IPA Sessions, we just wrapped up our second season. The last episode is out right now. It came out during the Thanksgiving break. Go do yourself a favor. Check it out. It's uh, my good friend, Nicola Bruchery. Uh, and before her, I released a Thanksgiving special uh, with my good friends from Cinema de Mori, Justin, Chuck, and Lexi. Go check out that fun conversation. Uh, but coming in 2024, when Thanks, season Queen. three starts for IPA sessions, we will be on video format. You'll see me and all my beauty, just like you're seeing right now. And you'll get to see all the amazing artists that I have coming on. You'll get to see us talking make on ready. YouTube. And, uh, of course we'll still have audio for you guys on your audio, uh, podcast platforms uh and my tiktok videos will be so much better now uh but do yourself a favor 2024 around february season three of ipa will start off and i will be the first guest uh nice. a little special something special and there might be something in the works for christmas there might be something in the works for christmas so just Ooh. keep your eyes out for that uh but everything is going to be video now ipa has gone video video is that like a are you gonna be AIing yourself here, K Jacob? What's going on? Like, what? I guess we have to wait and see. We have to. I'm wait working and see on my you. lighting. I've got the theme. I've got my pink. I'm good to go. 
That's for the pure imagination out there. Right. Excited for you, Kay Jacob. You know, you. welcome to the video world. Hope hey. it goes well. I, I know it will. I know it'll be good for you. I mean, welcome yeah, to the like, life. subscribe, all that good stuff. Make it happen. Kato, yeah. thank you for being here too. Ron, thank you so much for being here on Cruise Control, man. Appreciate you on a Monday. It's so good to have you back. Great always conversations, great. great information as always bringing forward to our fans out here. Thank we you. appreciate you, man. I hope you had a good time tonight. Great show. Great show. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love what yeah. Rachel said. <laughs> Uh, bye, guys. Hats and hats. She made that Guys and hats. It should be called guys and hats. That's kind of a. That's kind of a good. I should have worn my hat tonight. I didn't wear my. I haven't uh, worn my hat in a second. I'm letting the hair fly. I'm sorry. I should. I didn't. I missed the memo. Mr. Mike Casey, thank you so much for being my lovely co-host tonight. I appreciate you as always. So our good. resident so intellectual himself. Every time you say it. Lovely, beautiful <laughs> co-host. Oh, look! Look at this. My mom's hopping in for the for the very hey, end of the show. Mama. Uh, let, let's give, uh, yeah, uh, okay, so my plug moment, I can plug to uh, the Vogue Theater in lovely Manistee, Michigan, little <laughs> tourist town, um, and the Vogue Theater was famously renovated by uh, Michigan's own Michael Moore a few years ago. It's so true. if you want to see it's some, uh, if you want to see some movies in a some classical <laughs> theater-going environment in Manistee, Michigan, Check out the Vogue. <laughs> Check out the Vogue. Check out the Vogue. Uh, yeah. pre appreciate that, Mike. And and Ron, before we go to just like what what's your uh, Instagram? One more time, we do the three G's. Tell people about three G's before we take off. Fast. Three G's. Uh, what you're grateful for, what's good about you, and what your goals are for the day. Start out every morning with it. You'll have a good day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good day. I love that. I love that, Ron. I love it so much. Uh, would you call yourself a micro influencer? I love that too. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm a micro influencer. Yes. Yeah, he is. It's a great, it's a great thing. <laughs> But to everybody out there from us, thank you so much for being here on a Monday. Appreciate my guests as always. Happy Monday. We got a lot of stuff happening for the Happy holidays. Monday. It's it's gonna be great, guys. The holiday season is upon us. We gotta we gotta reach out and care about each other a little bit more right now because it's that time and get your gingerbread lattes or peppermint lattes get, and start. Get, ready, get ready for this, mom. If you haven't seen the get end ready. of the show before, get ready. <laughs> but anyways, everybody. Appreciate you as always. Happy Monday. And, you know, until next time, as we always say, please like and subscribe. Join our Patreon if you can. And as always, tell your friends, your family, your uncles, your aunts, your grandmas, grandpas, your grandmas, your grandpas, all the grandmas and grandpas from all the past future versions of yourself you saw one day but you didn't see again because it was a future part in a fucking incremental universe that was out of nowhere. It was a multiverse. And you were there one time and you had five grandpas. Now you only have two. Tell them to subscribe because in that, that universe, they'll subscribe and bring to our universe. So I'll be together. It'll be amazing. You also have all the cats and the dogs and the multiversal aliens that came down from Xenu and then came back to us and they found Tom Cruise and became best friends with him. Now subscribe, but you haven't subscribed. I have no idea why not. Because, of course, if they can do it and aliens from the multiverse 5457654321 did it, you can subscribe. Continue on. H until I see you. Subscribe as always. So, everybody out there, because if you don't subscribe, never get where we're at because we're going to keep growing every day. We are at 782 subscribers. Oh my God. Thanks, it's amazing. Guys. You make it. Um, might, might have gone up before this whole thing, the show went on, but. It's all because of you. Thank you for being here live on the show. We appreciate you. Spread the word. Spread the love. Tell people why you're here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for Cruise Control. And we'll be back on Wednesday with our hump day edition with Mr. Mike Casey again and our resident comic book man Expert. himself, Mr. Sean Sutherland, back again. But anyways, until everybody, enjoy the rest of your Monday. And until Wednesday, see ya.